Hey everyone, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that my candle company, Knox Investa, has just released three new scents for the season. The first one up is Casper, which is named after my sweet bean and delightful dog, Casper, obviously. While it's sweet, it features a lot of honey, cream, and spun sugar notes. The fragrance doesn't overwhelm your nose either. It somehow remains light and fluffy, just like Casper clouds. The next candle is called Sorrento, and this one is inspired by the time where I used to live in Italy for a while. It is a super breezy, citrusy, airy scent. And we even managed to somehow get in leafy notes with like some herbs and tomato in there too, to really just bring this smell into a full immersive cycle. It's weird to explain, but you can kind of feel like the fuzziness of a tomato vine in the scent, but yet it all still works. It is really, really special. And the last scent that we're bringing in this new collection is called Empyrean. With this fragrance, you're gonna start with fresh ginger blossoms and you're quickly carried into heavier notes of frankincense and cannabis. This scent is very mysterious and it's a little difficult to describe. It's smoky, lightly floral, but very deep and rich. And I just love the ginger blossom right on top. It just really adds something. So if you'd like to check out these candles or anything else from the line, make sure you go to noxvesta.com or click the links in the description box. The glitz, the glamour, all the things that sparkle and shine just at your fingertips. Jewelry MLMs are a unique part of the direct market ecosystem. You see the typical seller presenting you with a box, a present, and a part of the fun is opening it up. Soon, your eyes light up and it'll be far too late before you find out why some things are best left closed. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Multilevel Mondays. I'm the Illuminati. And you know, the more I research and talk about direct marketing and these pyramid type formulas, the more I'm surprised with what people are willing to shill for. Today, we're going to take a look at jewelry companies in particular, these companies being MLMs. So I have my normal questions about whether they're legitimate, ethical, you know the deal. The jewelry MLM industry has a different place in this conversation as opposed to makeup or health-based companies. The product in question has a potential to appreciate or depreciate in value. It allows for distributors and representatives to make a different type of sales pitch. You often hear this certain piece of jewelry, 100% gold or guaranteed to rise in value or you know something fancy like that. But when push comes to shove, they're still MLMs and MLMs push a lot of things under the carpet. So let's take a look at what they're hiding. So here we go. So now we're gonna tap twice, tap twice. Everybody make a wish. Are you ready? Oh, I see it. I see something right there. Whoop, there you go. Vantop Rolls is a little different than most of the other companies out there. We have a unique way of experiencing our products. So we do free live oyster openings for every piece of jewelry each order that has a It all started with an oyster. That's quite a way to describe the founding of a business. Based in Mansfield, Massachusetts, Vantel Pearls began in 1987 from a trip to Hawaii by Joan Hartel Cabral. Her own discovery of an oyster and the pearl inside was so profound and powerful that she wanted to share the experience with everyone, at least according to the company's history. Touted as an original concept, the core of this MLM centers around the oyster and pearl. Its structure is typical, revenue being earned by both selling jewelry as well as earrings from any recruit. Much of the interest following this particular company revolves around the events done on social media. It's an MLM party with a twist. 
the company opened up oysters and did a kind of lottery style presentation. And initially, I actually thought this was an original concept, but right at the beginning, there's the possibility that Hartel Cabral copied a business concept. The Pearl Factory, which is also based in Hawaii, claims to have been doing pearl hunts for the past 40 years, well before she received her inspiration. The oyster gift that she received, the catalyst for her multi-million dollar company could have been taken from this very business. In either case, since Hawaii is part of the United States, her claim of making the nation's original oyster opening company, AKA the first would be false. It makes you wonder what else is going to be found out as we take a peek. Primarily using marketing methods through social media, what a representative does is show the oyster to the party goers. They take a tool and open the oyster live. Then they'd remove the pearl and show it to everyone. The cost of entry for this particular MLM was a $100 annual fee and the purchase of either a $99 distributor package or a $149 one. The event used to be done locally before social media came to prominence, but it transitioned to a largely online model in 2016. The digital presence catapulted Vantel pearls into the spotlight. Home parties were valued at around $500, while online parties could bring in anywhere from $6,000 to $7,000. I expected to see even more success considering the pandemic shifted our shopping even deeper into the online spectrum. But that all came to an end in 2021 when Joan Cabral announced her retirement. In an announcement made by Vantel Pearls, this is what was said. Our founder Joan is now ready for the next chapter, a much deserved retirement and time with her family. We are grateful that we can make this decision while the company continues to thrive so that we can end this journey on our own terms. We are all sad to say goodbye, but so happy for the legacy Vantel Pearls leaves behind. And this is something I was genuinely confused about in this statement. Isn't being able to spend more time with family one of the things that MLMs are supposed to support? Why would that be a focal point for her decision if she was already able to spend time with family? I know this is a partial deconstruction of a myth direct marketing companies push forward, but it still kind of comes as a surprise that that's the reason why you're retiring. And it also came in the midst of significant financial success. The retirement and company shutting down is not normal, not simultaneously at least. This is the part that really intrigues me the most. Vantel Pearls was supposed to empower potential entrepreneurs. They even talk about how much their business impacts their consultants and families. The truth is Cabral made a bunch of money and instead of continuing her legacy, she chose to close up shop and take the money and run. It comes off as self-serving and there isn't any amount of pretty words that can change the fact that she shut down the business and left a lot of people out to dry. Is there a reason why a successor couldn't keep the business going? Has it even shut down? The website is actually still currently operating with no sign of actually shutting down and the Facebook pages are all still active. So it's just confusing. If companies are allowing their consultants to sell the remainder of their inventory, I would be impressed. Giving the consultants the opportunity to make a profit from their investments is admirable. There is plenty of controversy surrounding the parties if they're still under operation. The value of pearls is considered subjective despite the fact that there are experts in the field. There is a graph in their MLM workbook that shows a rating system for pearls and it claims to be sourced by something that is called the National Pearl Association of the United States. That association is not real. Vantel made it up. They have this handy little chart on their brochure and on the bottom it says, compiled by the National Pearl Association of the United States. There is a legit pearl organization out there, the Cultured Pearls American Association. Considering they tried to fabricate a ratings board, this leads me to believe that they weren't part of the CPAA and there's no evidence to back up any type of association with them. 
Jeremy Shepard, the treasurer and marketing director of the ratings board, doesn't speak of Vantel favorably. And to me, that speaks volumes. Despite there being an association for pearls, there is actually no standard measure to judge pearls upon. It is true that pearls are judged by seven parameters. Knacker, quality, luster, surface quality, size, shape, origin, and color. But there's no governing body to judge what is a good pearl and a bad one. Anyone could take a pearl and claim it's more valuable than another one. It's not like we're talking about silver or gold or copper, things that have exact monetary value. I don't necessarily believe in the sustainability of cryptocurrency or NFTs, but they too have a measurable financial value. What sort of parameters do precious stones have? I've seen genuine 100% precious stones sold for a pittance, and I've seen costume jewelry go for thousands of dollars. To me, it does not feel like a reach to suggest that a company that would make up its authenticity would have other things to hide. The crux of this company's misrepresentation is found in the product itself, the oyster. I will say that as a concept, the parties and the gimmicks of this particular MLM are creative and engaging, and I can see how it drummed up excitement for partygoers. What color pearl would you get? That sort of thing. Unfortunately, this type of approach reminds me of a gambling system, not in the way of conventional casino gambling, but similar to loot boxes or online content. Someone who wanted a particular color would spend far more than intended. DDC Beneler, a 55-year-old medical consultant in Central Florida, attested to becoming addicted to the parties and revealing the gambling feel. When you have someone feeling obligated to keep opening oysters, once they've started, there's an unhealthy relationship brewing between person and product. Obviously, I'm not going to tell anyone what they should do with their time or money, but I will absolutely inform folks when there's a money-draining pattern brewing. The still-functioning Vantel website claims that Vantel pearls are genuine freshwater cultured pearls cultivated by oyster farmers adhering to high quality and environmental standards. The company depicts itself as a practitioner of an organic method. Prior to this, Vantel claimed that their pearls were genuine Akoya oyster pearls, but it was revealed that the pearls were just the freshwater farmed variety. But to Shepard, the problem lies more in the product itself. After observing the online pearl parties, he came across confident that the oysters were cheap. I think the pearl parties are fun, he said. It's when you say you've got a $100 pearl when in reality it's a cheaper pearl. That's when you get in that area that is a bit on the unethical side. The self-titled pearl addict Didi bought thousands of dollars worth of pearls, but discovered how horrifically overpriced they were when she went to a jeweler. The three of hearts necklace, for example, was bought for $94 when it was only worth nine. And we haven't even gone into the ethics of procuring pearls yet. If you just happen to go and find an oyster on the beach, you could stumble upon a naturally occurring pearl. A sand or some sort of irritant gets stuck inside the oyster. Said irritant is perceived as a threat and the oyster secretes mucus to cover it. This can also happen when there is damage outside of the shell. The mucus covers the threat and over time it hardens and maintains shape, making the pearl we know today. According to the Center for Tropical and Subtropical Aquaculture, what happens on freshwater farms is the following. After the oysters are collected, farmers perform a process called grafting. The seeding technician will look for a donor animal from which to take the mantle tissue graft. The mantle tissue of the donor animal determines the color and quality of the cultured pearl. So care should be taken to use only pearl oysters with the most beautiful nacre for this. The donor is then killed and the mantle tissue removed. There are conflicting sources of whether the impregnated oyster dies during the process. Some say that one third of oysters survive, while others claim that most freshwater oysters survive. With various types of reputable sources on both sides, I'm not comfortable making an assertion one way or the other. 
However, for the creature that's killed simply to artificially foster a pearl, the ones that are killed and scraped for pearl material, the muscles being used and discarded, that bothers me a bit. Not only is the value of the company in question, but so are many parts of its ethical ecosystem. Its inception is under question, the method in which they get the pearls, the gambling culture generated. There are so many reasons why the company earned drastic profit. They're also one of the reasons I would suggest avoiding these types of distributors. But pearls aren't the only thing that should be of concern. There are more jewelry companies that warrant some caution as well as education. Before I go any further, you should know that there are two MLMs with the Touchstone name. There's Touchstone, which is a CBD-based direct marketing company. Then there's Touchstone Crystal, one of the subjects of today's episode. Hi everyone! So excited to share with you this brand new collection. Longer, or depending on the neckline, I can wear it a little bit shorter. Okay, so that's $89. Everyone, I'm also pairing that with watching. the My name is Raina and I'm a Touchstone Crystal by Swarovski Consultant. And today I'm going to show you how to wear our 36 inch Chanel necklace in 22 different ways. In case you do decide to look up this company in particular outside of this episode, I just wanna make sure you're looking up Touchstone Crystal, not Touchstone CBD. Swarovski Crystals has been in our culture for quite some time. Daniel Swarovski of Hungary established the company in 1895 after inventing a machine that improved the process of cutting precious stones. These crystals in particular have earned an incredible reputation, part of the reason they've been able to conduct business for the past 127 years. There are three primary reasons why this glass crystal is so expensive. One, the company has a top secret manufacturing process only known to Swarovski. Two, related to the process, the crystals made by Swarovski are supposed to be a higher refraction rating than pure gems like diamonds. And three, the cut of these crystals are extremely unique and recognizable. The Aurora Borealis effect developed with Christian Dior in the 1950s gave crystals a mesmerizing opalescent finish and the fashion world knew creative possibilities. They've held prominent spots in film as well as entertainment, being featured in classic films like Breakfast at Tiffany's and Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. They were worn by Marilyn Monroe in her 1962 happy birthday performance for President John F. Kennedy. There are also crystals like these in telescopes, kaleidoscopes, and a number of important tools. In 1977, Swarovski entered the United States and the years following were filled with highly expensive purchases. Going to the official website store page, you aren't going to find many things less than $100. Of course, the concept of expensive and affordable are subjective depending on how much an individual earns, but I believe their price range is still something noteworthy. That's all to say that this company has a long history and traditionally a high value rating. Being a subsidiary of Swarovski, Touchstone benefits from being linked to their parent company. Among MLMs, this is highly unusual. On first glance, it grants Touchstone with a sense of validity that you don't find with these direct marketers. I honestly have a hard time labeling this company as a multi-level marketing company because of that detail at least not in the true sense of a multi-level marketing company. That being said, though their success has had an impact on the Swarovski image as a whole, that doesn't mean Touchstone will be successful or ethical. Only research can reveal that. As an independent entity, Touchstone Crystals was actually founded in 2010 by Swarovski's North American president, Dan Cohen, the great, great grandson of the founder. From what I've seen on the core website, Swarovski had been looking for a way to make their product available to the general public. It's odd that looking at their website, you won't find any mention of Touchstone. There is no reason given, but I find it just weird. 
According to Direct Selling News, who published an article a year after Touchstone began, some 46% of the Touchstone Crystal 2011 product line is priced under $50. Considering what Swarovski crystals went for in the past, that had to be a jarring change. And like I said before, the concept of expensive and affordable are subjective terms. And according to multiple MLM scam reviews, one of the primary complaints about Touchstone is to paraphrase, it's too expensive. My first reaction to this complaint is kind of, well, duh, this is Swarovski we're talking about, not just a random company peddling and inflating products. Being too expensive is par for the course. There are, however, significant consequences that go with high price marks. This pertains particularly to representatives and distributors. Having products at such high value actually eliminates the incentive for customers to shop more. You remember how we talked at length about how MLMs take advantage of relationships between sellers and their loved ones? That isn't so much of a problem when people spend $200 for one item and can't justify buying more. This causes sellers to constantly have to reach out to more people and reduce the chance of distributor harassment. What that results in via a ripple effect is Touchstone taking a lot more energy to be successful in even more than typical MLMs. And I don't have any evidence to back this up, but I think that one of the first things people in MLMs have to do is create a suspension of disbelief. We talk about this particularly with storytelling, be it literature or film. It's often a powerful element in music as well, but it's quite applicable here. Part of the party experience is built to submerge the target audience in the moment. For a moment, they are more youthful, more luxurious, more prominent than they were before or after the event. When someone looks at the price tag of jewelry that is $200 to $500, that number shakes them out of that suspension of disbelief. In my opinion, that's why a person would have an easier time being frugal or patient with Touchstone. The price of the product somehow doesn't translate to cost for the consultant via startup. According to ScamRisk, a website that rates MLMs on their ethics, the compensation plan of Touchstone Crystal is simple and straightforward the distributor will collect 25 to 40% commission on their own sales and up to 9% commission on the sales of their recruit. It seems like a good deal as far as MLMs go. And the initial investment is around $100 where the seller would receive about $500 worth of product to sell. A first time seller would likely pay off that initial $100 investment, but the chances of actual financial success isn't any different from what we've covered before. It surprises me to say this, but I've done a deep dive of research and Touchstone's products are backed by Swarovski and it's easy to confirm upon evaluation. Like it's genuinely a good product. The only complaint aside from the expected price is the fact that Touchstone is still an MLM. That means the company comes with the direct sales marketing pyramid type structure that all other MLMs come with. The company comes with its disastrously low success rates, seller stress, utilizing relationships in order to gain a profit and all the other things you'd typically find with direct marketing. It's a shame that this company chose the MLM route. Otherwise I wouldn't have really any harsh critiques. There's no evidence suggesting ethical violations or moral wrongdoing, just the usual drawbacks. If you're comfortable spending that much money, more power to you. I'm confused if this is the case, why someone wouldn't just buy from Swarovski as opposed to Touchstone. But there are the rare MLMs like Touchstone Crystal that practice what they preach. And then there are other companies that claim to do the same like Premier Designs. It was the year 1985 in Texas where Joan and Andy Horner founded Premier Designs. We're embracing it, we're doing it, we're just gonna get her done, we're gonna be safe while we do it, but we're also gonna enjoy it. So with Embrace Your Season. Do you love turquoise as much as I do? I bet you do because every woman looks fabulous in turquoise. 
Based on biblical principles, they first envisioned it as an opportunity for single moms to stay home, as well as a way to support ministries around the world and the US. And oh boy, here we go. I know we've had this conversation before regarding religion and MLMs. I mean, we've gone over the specific link between MLMs and Mormonism a number of times. I've given this disclaimer so many times, but I'm not gonna tell you what you should or shouldn't believe. I haven't ever gotten into the history of Premier Designs and I'm ready to let loose about using faith to earn a profit. Nevertheless, as of this episode, the company closed its doors on New Year's Eve, 2020. Despite it being a COVID-19 business casualty, I wanted to investigate what actually happened here. PD sold Christian themed costume jewelry, necklaces, rings, bracelets, the works. The first thing that jumped out to me was the price of entry for jewelers, which is their term for distributors. According to a number of sources, the price for each starting package was $395, that's the simple sparkle package, $595 for the bling it on package, and $795 for the luxe launch option. There was also a $350 renewal license, which is uh, humorous, I guess. These are the types of prices that I expected with Touchstone Crystal. Considering the exhausted conversation about reps, there was almost no chance that anyone joining PD would see the return on their investment. If the company was about enriching the lives of others, then why is the entry fee so huge? There isn't necessarily anything wrong with a high entry fee, but it defeats the purpose. Premier and all these other companies were slash are members of the Direct Sellers Association, who we covered when we spoke about Mormonism and MLMs. The DSA has a number of requirements that their members are expected to adhere to. Part of that involves telling recruits three things, the cost required to work in the business, the average earning amount for jewelers, and whether they would take back excess inventory and refund the jeweler. PD, however, did not adhere to these standards despite being members of the DSA. And I can't help but wonder why they would reportedly omit this required information from their website. But I imagine if people knew how much they earned after spending anywhere from $400 to $1,200 if they stayed a full year, they wouldn't join. And again, they profess selling jewelry to be a secondary objective. Their first was to serve the people around them. After raking in that much money from each individual, you really don't have to sell anything. Doing a bit of digging, they did introduce a $45 package and a $95 annual package just before they went out of business, but I suspect that was too little too late. On top of the high cost of entry to even get in on this, they also offered a credit card, just in case you're having trouble with the cost. While the first six months of the card are interest-free, the interest rate then jumps up to a whopping 29.24% after that. That type of credit card deal is just excessive and unnecessary. PD's compensation package is 50%, but considering the cost of entry, I find it underwhelming. There is also a tithing-based compensation system for the downline. And honestly, it would have been nice if they adopted the tithing principle to the initial cost instead of the compensation. Now, I'm not gonna be able to verify this next part because as opposed to Vantel, when Premier Designs went out of business, they actually shut everything down around them. There's no website, no links that are going to active content, nothing. But it did appear that this company didn't actually list itself as an MLM or direct marketing company. The investigator behind the analysis said it was understandable because of MLM's terrible reputation. The more I look at research sources, I notice a recurring factor. There are important pieces of information that are always missing. When looking at their donation history, there isn't much evidence of charity as they claim. They claim to provide financial ministry around the world. According to another scam researcher, However, an online search revealed evidence of only two ministries supported by the company in the past 34 years. These are Infinity Bible Church in the Bronx and a ministry at Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola. 
Obviously, donating and helping different communities is a good thing, and I don't understand why they didn't divulge more information if they were so genuinely active. The first answer that comes to mind is that they weren't really as charitable as they seem. This can't be confirmed, of course, but they failed to prove that they practice what they preached. There is, however, evidence that Premier Designs was politically active. In 2012, Mother Jones revealed that Tim Horton made a large donation to Gary Bauer, a highly vocal anti-LGBTQA advocate. They apparently put a lot of work into hiding the fact that Horton was the acting president of Premier Designs at the time. But the fact that nearly $500,000 was raised for this political figure under the name Corporate Land Management Incorporated. PD earned a yearly average between $10 million and $100 million. From all the information withheld to the public, at the very least, this company cannot be trusted. It's obvious this company valued profits over people, which is the exact opposite of what a typical Christian should tell you. It's a good thing that this company isn't around anymore to exploit the faith and trust of others to bankroll a dishonest lifestyle. Christians should be bothered that all of this was coming from a company that represents their demographic. And I know we're like, oh my God, Blair, we've gone through like three MLMs in rapid fire. So this must be the end of jewelry MLMs, right? Wrong, we have one more, but we will get to Stella and Dot right after this quick advertiser break. At the end of what can feel like an endless workday, the last thing I want to do is cook dinner. But when the fridge is empty, that urge to order in and skip cooking happens all too often. But thanks to Daily Harvest, I don't have that temptation anymore. Daily Harvest helps keep my freezer fully stocked with options that are delivered right to my door that are delicious, nourishing, and ready in minutes. And that's because Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, soups, flatbreads, snacks, smoothies, lattes, and more built on organic fruits and vegetables. Daily Harvest has become part of my routine to such a terrifying degree because I've used them for so long that it's literally like, I wake up in the morning, take a shower, let Casper out to go to the potty, get his breakfast going, and then I make a smoothie from Daily Harvest while he's eating as well. And then I just get my workday started. It's just like a no brainer. I have absolutely been addicted to their smoothies, though I have tried nearly every single one of their other options and they're all good too. I'm just a smoothie addict. I've obviously loved the strawberry like peach smoothie. That one's like an easy yes, but I've been hooked on the pineapple matcha smoothie. It doesn't sound amazing. Like I was really hesitant to try it, but I'm gonna be honest, it has become my new favorite. It just gives me, I don't know, just that little, that little like spice zing that pep in my step to like get the day going. Like I'm really loving it and regretting I didn't get more on my last order. But speaking of all the amazing food options they have, a new one has entered the scene. It's their delicious harvest bakes. It's for those moments when you're looking for some homemade feels without any of the work. These are ready to bake veggie packed dishes sizzling with gourmet level flavors that are big enough to share, but you may not want to. So avoid the temptation and get Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash MLM and get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash MLM for up to $40 off your first box. dailyharvest.com slash MLM. Saying goodbye to high interest credit card debt is one of the first steps towards financial independence. But the interest month after month can feel like you're in a never ending hamster wheel. And that's where Upstart comes in because the reality is we've all been there. Seemingly out of nowhere, you get hit by an unexpected expense or bill. And when it happens, it can feel like the weight of the world is coming down. But Upstart powered personal loans can help you pay down high interest debt all online with simple and easy to understand payment terms. Upstart has helped over 1.8 million customers on their path to financial freedom. 
So it doesn't matter if you're paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. And you can check your rate in minutes for loans from $1,000 to $50,000 without impacting your credit score. And you can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. So don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com MLM. That's upstart.com MLM to check your rate today. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Make sure you go to upstart.com MLM. Hi beauties. Okay, my camera is in a very These are the collector's box mixed right. crystal stud and, set. Um, but that's a mouthful. That collector's box mixed crystal is stud is set. What making I me really happy. And you're going to see kind of like a common theme with these pieces in this collection with these stones. According to their history page, Stella and Dot was founded by Jessica Heron and Blythe Harris in 2007 and named for their grandmothers. By the time the company was founded, Heron was already well-versed in do-it-yourself jewelry kits. She started doing trunk shows four years before. I imagine for her, it was a natural transition. Between the years 2007 and 2010, the business earned $100 million in sales. Stella and Dot are also currently still in business. So we'll see if this is another company to actually watch out for. The first thing that really jumps out to me is that they aren't discreet about targeting women, like at all. Their mission statement is, to empower women and make their own choices, run their own businesses and live life on their own terms. Now I could be mistaken, but it feels like they're using feminist principles to appeal to a female audience. MLMs do largely target women. And I'd say part of that reason is the stereotype that all women should or want to be a stay-at-home mom. Stella and Dot would be selling the idea of an independent woman to stay-at-home mom. And no matter the message, exploitation is terrible all the same. It feels like they lean heavily on the fact that MLMs in general are populated by women and boy, do they make them pay the price for it. To get started, potential distributors can purchase the $199 essentials package, the $499 more to love package, or the $699 ultimate package. It feels like empowerment is digging straight for the purses and wallets. Now to their credit, Stella and Dot have followed through on their statement of trying to improve the financial health of women through charity, at least to some degree. On their website, they talk about the Stella and Dot Foundation established in 2010. Every year, they partner with Every Mother Counts, an association dedicated to reducing the death rate of pregnant mothers. They also donate to Autism Awareness Month as well as Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'm thankful that one of the charities doesn't happen to be Autism Speaks. Let's just hope they haven't donated to Susan G. Komen. Stella and Dot have allegedly donated $2.7 million worldwide. And this is a very good thing, but it doesn't change the fact that women are getting sucked into this particular MLM and being forced to pay large sums of money just to get started. This is also one of the critiques shared by a number of scam reviewers. So I'm not alone in this sentiment. Another one of the critiques shared by people that review these kinds of businesses is the fact that Stella and Dot micromanage their stylists a lot. And this makes me angrier than it should. I mean, the core of this company's mission is to empower women and give them autonomy over their own finances. But how is that going to be accomplished when you have a supervisor directing your every move? And how is this different from working in a corporate setting where you have a supervisor, you know, micromanaging you? Wouldn't it be worth to save all the trouble, go back into that corporate setting, work the job, get your money and not have to drive around doing trunk shows with an unstable income that'll most likely leave you in debt? I don't know, it's just my thoughts. There have been a number of complaints regarding the product and I don't wanna go into detail here about every single one of them. 
each company discussed today has its fair share of negative reviews. And that's natural considering the delicate nature of jewelry and of course, MLMs. I mention it here because it appeared that Stella and Dot had a significantly greater amount of complaints than the others. So not only are you being taken advantage of for being a woman and mother, you are potentially selling a product that is also probably not high quality. With a few exceptions, there is a recurring theme with MLMs. They pitch their mission and purpose to be intrinsic. They want to bring a positive presence in their faith. They want to empower women worldwide. They want to share that precious moment when they opened up a shell and all the mysteries of life are simplified. But these are all marketing tactics made to manipulate you, the customer, who is not only buying into their product, but also their message. And that's where the danger is. If they can get you to believe in them, there's no telling how much money will vanish. Everyone wants to feel a part of something and MLMs specialize in developing a type of culture. Be wary of a company that tries to sell you something intangible in order to sell you a product. All the shiny jewelry they offer could tarnish your finances and leave you with nothing but the empty sound of debt. But this is where I'm going to end today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays. I hope you learned something new today. And if you did, make sure you're liking, following, and subscribing so you can stay up to date on all the latest episodes. I appreciate you spending some of your time here with me today. I know there's a million and a half things in the world you could be doing, and yet I'm here. Even if I'm just, you know, being in your earbuds while you're doing chores or painting or hobbies or cleaning or whatever it is, I appreciate you all the same. Thank you so much for being here today, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.